This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to the Bright Thinking series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's fund management team. I'm Neil Birrell, Premier Mighton's Chief Investment Officer and Manager of the Premier Mighton Diversified Fund Range. In this podcast, I will discuss how policymakers have responded to the fallout from the issues in the banking sector and if the outlook for financial markets has changed or not. Having not done one of these update podcasts for longer than I should have done, the events in the banking world and the fallout from them have led to a flurry of communications. I hope there's no need for another one in the short term. I've commented on the actual events of the collapse of the US regional banks and Credit Suisse, but you'll notice I've stopped short of calling it a banking crisis or global financial crisis. But now it's time to have a look at the actions and comments of the major central banks They are the key policymakers, along with the regulators and governments in this case. Major central banks announced policy changes during the last few weeks. The European Central Bank, or ECB, was first in the schedule on the 16th of March. They plumped for the expected half percent increase in rates. The banking sector's travails were in the early stages at that point. The worst fears were not shared by the ECB. They saw the risks of elevated embedded inflation as too great not to deal with. As suggested by their comment, inflation is projected to remain too high for too long. Hence the increase in rates, rather than a smaller one or no increase to alleviate stress in the financial system. For the following week, the problems in the banking system had escalated and the US Federal Reserve Bank, or the Fed, raised interest rates by a quarter of a percent, less than been expected prior to the turmoil. The Bank of England followed suit the next day. The Fed was juggling beating inflation, avoiding recession, and making sure the financial system remains secure. That's quite a challenge, and unsurprisingly, they moderated their stance on inflation. They also made comments that further tightening may be necessary, although the language used was softer than previously. They noted that the banking system was sound, but the risk to economic growth from tighter credit conditions, in other words, higher interest rates, was real. This looked like a pragmatic approach by the Fed one that would calm nerves and show that they were attentive to all the risks around at present. The Bank of England followed a similar path in the face of stronger than expected UK inflation data and subsequent retail, strong retail sales. The juggling act the central banks have is getting tougher, but it seems clear that the order of priority is firstly to maintain banking financial market stability, secondly to moderate inflation, and thirdly to avoid recession. That strikes me as a sensible approach. So no banking crisis then, but what about inflation and recession? Banking is an industry in which confidence is very important. And as a result, Deutsche Bank came under the spotlight. Deutsche Bank does not look like Credit Suisse or Silicon Valley Bank in our view. It's come a long way since it was seen as one of the weaker banks in Europe. It's profitable and benefiting from rising interest rates. Sensible analysis rather than fear means that confidence has returned for now anyway. However, confidence can be a fragile factor, and it's not possible to say, as I record this, that there will not be further instability in the banking sector. Let's look at inflation. It's not been. The data in the UK is clear. 
and other indicators such as employment numbers in the US show the economy there to be very strong. It's not possible to say with any certainty that the increase in interest rates we have seen have won the war on inflation. However, it is almost certain that the trend is on the way down. Furthermore, the issues in the banking sector will help moderate inflation. To explain that point, the response of commercial banks to the recent events will be to tighten their lending conditions. They will not want to fall foul of the problems we just see. Also, they will not want to risk borrowers not repaying their loans. Simply, that means less liquidity in the economy, less spending, therefore fewer inflationary pressures. But, and it is a big but, that also means less growth and therefore a more likely recession. I can paint just about any picture for the global economic outlook that I think has credibility other than a period of strong economic growth. Slowing growth is almost inevitable. Recession to one degree or another is likely in most developed economies. The outlook is not favourable in my view. So that's the economic part. Now what about financial markets? Well, that's the good question and I wish I knew the answer. If you've read any of my recent notes or listened to the podcasts, you may have noted that one adjective I've used more than any other to express my view is cautious. That remains the case. Let's start with a less optimistic view. Economy slow, inflation remains a problem, interest rates stay elevated, economies slow further and company profits suffer. That suggests an unexciting, difficult period for bond and stock markets overall. If it is recession looming, everything I've just described happens quicker and probably sooner. But that's not all bad news. Recessions have the effect of cleansing the system, although it's not all pleasant. The economy and businesses can recover and regenerate. Financial markets are more likely to reflect that for bad and for good. However, when I speak to our investment teams, I'm struck by the long-term opportunities they are seeing. The team that manages our bond funds are struggling to get excited. But when they tell me about the returns that are available from good quality bonds issued by companies and money market investments, I see those as something to base a diversified investment portfolio on. If I speak to the various teams that manage our equity funds, each of them will give me great examples of companies they think will provide attractive returns over the long term. We invest for the long term and we're focused on providing good investor outcomes. But we try to take advantage of short-term opportunities that the volatility in financial markets provide. March has been quite a month and I hope there's no need for another rush of update notes and podcasts to tell you all about it. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting and look out for the other episodes in the Bright Thinking series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. 